I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Bitch, bitch, bitches, leave. Hey team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about the movies. What's happening, Hoops? Ooh, Robin, what uh, what you seen lately? You know, we like to talk about movies. Yeah, his taste is great. <laughs> it is his 68th birthday, though. Oh, So I figured shit. I'd fire up his theme music. We're roaring right into the oh, birthday yeah. corner, baby. And we're right in the birthday corner, which I'm going to do with this song instead of the usual. Hmm. Uh, Howard is 68. Howard Stern, for those that don't know. Uh, Zane Malik from One Direction is 29. I had him on once. He was pretty good. Ironically enough, creator of this song, Rob Zombie, is 57. Great guy. And friend of the show, Jeff Bezos, is 58. Wow. You did it, Jeff. I can't believe you forgot about Carl Weathers' birthday, which is today. Baby, you got a stew going. (laughs) I have a drop for that. I just felt like doing a black voice. Mentor of the show, Carl Weathers, who I've had Twitter interactions with. So he's basically family. You son of a bitch, over and over again. Yeah. (laughs) Just sending him like a picture of a hand waiting for a clasp. (laughs) He's done some great work. I'm a a big fan of his. Ah, yes. Him, that self-aware little arc that he did on Arrested Development was just great. Yeah. Just great. Him playing himself, David Tell playing like the (laughs) fake version of Tobias. God, that show is good. Yeah. But with birth comes death. Who who did we lose this week? We had a couple of big hits this week. We did. (laughs) (sighs) Father of America in the 90s, Bob Saget. We've lost. 65. Bummer. A little young. Yeah, I know. For Babo. It's well, unfortunate. I This one I didn't even make fun of, which is rare for me. You know which one I did make fun of? It's beyond rare. It's almost unprecedented. <laughs> Sinead O'Connor's 17-year-old son dying. Now that's funny. There you go. I wish he were younger. He's back. I wish he could have died twice to keep Bob Saget alive. Wow. Your mother's music sucks. Now get in the ground. How dare you? I'm sure. Uh, per- sure she has some cuts. We also lost percussionist James Matume. Oh. Friend of the show and uh, star of the show The Jinx and murderer Robert Durst. <laughs> TikToker Rory Teasley was strangled to death by his partner over a video game. And Clay or Clint Arliss, contestant from The Bachelor, is also dead. Wow. Goddamn. Big death week. Telling me we lost Rory? Video game legend, whoever the hell that is. I believe is. he was like a Twitch guy on TikTok and like doing his gaming. And like he, he, I think he got into an argument over the video game and his partner of over a decade strangled him to death. Wow. While on Twitch? I'm not sure there was a live stream going, but That'd he is, I know that he is dead. Okay. That's good. Or that we <laughs> solved that. You were, um, were you a big full house guy back in the day? Um, yeah. Definitely. Mm. I was a full house guy. And I... It's weird that he's dead. I don't know. 
It is. And I actually... <clears throat> You're getting choked up over there. God damn. I'm in tears for the first time since 2014 over you, Bob Saget. If you started crying, I'd really start crying. I I'd would like, love to see it. I'd be like, wow. <laughs> Hank finally caved. <laughs> um, actually, I met Bob, and I've told the story probably four times, but he was... I, I'll be brief. When I was bartending, he came in. Ba, ba, ba. I think it was at a Vanity Fair event and I was in the green room a and word? a lot of celebrities tend to treat the bartender like furniture. They just kind of like throw a 20 at you and go like, blah, blah, blah. And if it's open bar, sometimes they throw nothing at you because they're entitled. And Bob was not like that. Bob mm -hmm. was like a regular guy. He even he and Joel McHale both had a way about them where they would almost pretend like they knew you. Mm. And Joel's like, no, no, I'm like, I, good to see you, bud. Or like something like just like kind of like pretending so you feel like a person. It was nice. Yeah, that stuff goes a long way. That's cool guy stuff. That uh, I suppose Agreed. Joel McHale's employing such cool guy stuff. Is that what it's like for you when you run into a turkey head, you know, in it the is. wild? It is. I mean, I'm trying to play cool, but yes, that's... I got a whole script that I follow because mm. it happens a lot. Turkey Nation's out there. Tell the fans about your new mustache. Wow. I mean, <laughs> I was trying to keep it under wraps. I'm kind of jealous, to be honest. Mine is gone. Are you? I'm, I'm a, I have stubble going right now, so I could definitely use a new mustache, yeah. I feel like I've been upsetting everyone I encounter with this stash today. What don't they like about it? <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of... I feel like I'm not a mustache guy. I feel like I'm not pulling it off. I think you are. And I think the funny part about mustaches is we're all mustache guys. Yeah. And if you grow one, you are a mustache guy. And it's funny. I want to like to everyone I meet be like, this is like a bit me having this. I'm not nah, like. <laughs> it's it's real. <laughs> okay. Maybe it's not a bit. Maybe it's you the know new you, Scotty. You know your mustache is real. I had my mustache for like six months and with varying levels of stubble. And the mm. mustache alone with no stubble is when you've really committed to it, especially when you shorten it to regular length. Yeah. And when I was in New York with Rion, the the comedians were just every single one of them that made fun of me because we were in the front row at the stand, took shots at the mustache specifically. And then after the show, Aaron Berg and Sherrod Small both said, but seriously, it's a great mustache and complimented it. Yeah, that's why mustaches, and I knew. they're like a bit. Yeah. They need explanation. Everyone, it's always a thing. I like to think that you or me in the wild, people can take a look at us and just be like, that guy, he's a silly goose. Mm. And that mustache, that's funny. Yeah. So yeah, I just woke up. I felt a little weird. I was like, nah, let's do a mustache today. Let's spice things up. I get it. Speaking of spicing things up, we got a big uh, <laughs> engagement announcement. Machine oh, wow. Gun Kelly and... Uh, Megan Fox, power couple, tying that knot. I am predicting it right now. Their marriage lasts like nine months, and he get. I, I'm, I need her to gain like a hundred pounds, and for him to have a drug-induced overdose-related heart attack. <laughs> you think they'll get to marriage though? You think they'll wed, and then it'll fall apart? You don't I think they'll do some crazy wedding. With mm. the most cartoonish list of celebrities. Kid. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I'm, I'm probably going to fucking be there. Fucking hanging out with like Kim Kardashian, fucking whoever. Fucking sick. So goofy. Everyone online was bidding him and the like Foot Locker employee yeah. outfit he was wearing in the picture. And like, will you be weed with me forever? 
Then they drank each other's blood, apparently, or tasted each other's blood or whatever. So fucking stupid. Like, stop. You're doing like an even cringier version of Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie in 1998, but now without having even paid homage to that, that that already happened. Yeah, they were legends. This is like a very watered down, less fun version. Maybe they'll have some little machine guns. That'll be exciting. I think those two crazy kids just might make it. I hope they don't, because I hate hearing about them. That's fair. What about the fact that Tim Allen is set to star in and produce a new Santa Claus series at Disney Plus? What do you think of this? Hmm. Outside of a good, uh uh-huh. I I was thinking I had the home improvement music, but I guess I don't. Um, I guess that's all right. I don't have the grunt. You don't have it today. Fuck. Um, I don't know. Great. Seems like something that would exist. That would exist, yeah, Yeah. on Earth. It's like people recognize this. Let's keep Tim Allen busy. He's probably still upset about the fact that he's not in Lightyear. That new. They uh, gave him nothing, huh? It's just Chris Evans. I need to know why this happens to me every single... I'm going to pick it up. It's my sister. We're FaceTiming. Hey, Caden, you're live on Enough the Podcast. How you doing, bud? Oh, you show me your, your Monsters, Inc. Sully hands? Ooh. I, we- wish, I wish there was some sort of way to incorporate... Hey, buddy. What up, Caden? Scott says hi. Yeah, Ooh. Kate. Monsters Inc. Who created Monsters Inc.? Where do you find I'm like Pete Doctor wrote it alongside. <laughs> Where do you find Monsters Inc., Kate? That's true. That is true. Yeah, they hide behind doors. I like what they do over there. Kate, do you have any birthdays to announce? <laughs> no? All right, buddy. Well, I'll call you when we're on the break. I love you very much. Bye, guys. I believe he said he has an obit. And uh, <laughs> yeah. he said something about Machine Gun Kelly being a terrible musician. I'm like, I've had enough of wee boots. <laughs> Usually what I was trying to get him to say is he's a big Monsters, Inc. fan. And he'll say, can we watch Disney Pixar's Monsters, Inc.? Like acknowledging the, the, the IP, like just oh, wow. makes me laugh. Start them young. Because, <laughs> I mean, it is a whole, like, aren't there, like, four of those movies now? There's, like, the university and the sequel. and Yeah, there's a show on Disney Plus right. now. It's a whole universe for the kid. And I sent yeah. him, what he was wearing in the video that the folks at home can't see is I sent him Sully hands. <laughs> so he, like, was wearing them. And they're funny looking. Charming. Uh, what else you got in the news? Where were I'm hiccuping like a fucking asshole. Where were it's we? It's like, what the fuck? Um... They've said, uh, oh, there's that new Kanye West uh, trilogy coming to Netflix on February 16th. Oh, the documentary? Yeah, called uh, Gene Yus, spelled all Kanye-like. A once-in-a-lifetime three-week global event begins February 16th. Seemed kind of interesting. Oh, I'll be all over that, yeah. Yeah. Some good uh, fly-on-the-wall Kanye stuff. I find Kanye fascinating. And a lot of people hate him, and I know that he wants that. And I think it's great. No doubt. What else? Uh, Drinking pee fights COVID. Pee? Are you in on that? 
Like your own pee or anyone's pee? Yeah, like, or some anti-vax leader was saying, like, the antidote that we have seen now, and we have tons and tons of research, is urine therapy. And I immediately thought of Hank and wondering if he's tried this. Hmm. Seems like the kind of thing he'd be up to. But I don't know if he's around this week. We'll maybe talk to him a little later. Um, Pig Helmer. Oh, shit. Hank's coming in. Now, wow. in order for me to drink my own urine, mm. I would first have to unfurl my snake-length dick. Oh, my goodness. And actually get urine to come out. Yep, that's how you pee. Yep. <laughs> but in order to drink my own urine, I'd have to first believe that COVID-19 exists. Oh, and it's fuck. not a power grab hoax. See, it's afraid of this. What's with the mustache? I'm just trying to be a little more Hank-like. Maybe Scooter will come out if I, uh, if I keep this up for too long. Well, I feel like I wasn't really going to come out today, but I, I was summoned, and now yeah. I have no angle. And I'm here... And the voice feels like it's going in and out. <laughs> and I'm, my heart's not in it. Well, if you're here, I'll just continue going with Keep some doing news. the news and yeah. I'll see if I, if I have any inspiration. The director of Pig, Michael Sarnowski, is set to direct the next Quiet Place installment for Paramount. Is John Krasinski attached? He's... Starring? Like, no. Or he got killed. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler. I don't know what he's doing instead of the third of this series. But yeah, someone else was supposed to do it. Now it's the guy who made Pig. I don't... That's interesting. That's a shame, though. I really liked... Not a shame. I mean, it'll probably still be great, but I really liked the the second one. Mm. So, all right. You're a Krasinski head. I am. But yeah, if you haven't seen Pig, folks, it's on Hulu now. Nick, Probably Nick Cage's best movie in, like, years. Big I believe you're forgetting, like, So Far from the Bamboo Grove or whatever that movie was <laughs> that we hated. I'm not. What yeah. was that called again? I can't even remember. It was so bad. Hot Turkey, one of my least favorite. It's of in the our year. least favorite of the year on both ends. That uh, I think you gave that a half star on Letterboxd. Oh, definitely. Which, speaking of Letterboxd, I don't know if you saw this, they have a Letterboxd for TV shows now called serialized and i was about to download it then i was like don't, I don't do it yeah i don't think i'm fucked up enough to to log like every episode of every tv show i watch oh you don't want to do like a deep dive rewatch of a show with like 200 episodes and log every single one yeah me typing in like um er <laughs> i'd feel a little silly and or depressed logging episodes of like hype house on netflix oh god into like a digital database how much hype house did you take in i watched entirely to the point where lucy was like we got to shut this off yeah i watched like two or three episodes it's so bad yeah it's one of the worst things i've ever seen i think it's funny friend of the show riyam was like i just watched a whole season in a sitting i feel like a fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> and it is one of those kind of shows where everything Everyone says it's just like, wow, that might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. That Asian trans woman is one of the most abominable people I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't even know if I got to her. Dragon something, Dragonita, oh, yeah, whatever the fuck her name is. And she's like, hi, everybody. <laughs> like, she's one of those people that you can take a look at her and know that she spent six hours in the bathroom getting ready before she even left the house. Uh, I can get ready in less than 90 seconds. 
That's cool guy Just stuff. Whoosh. Let's go. I mean, my mustache takes a lot of care. I'm mm. in the bathroom for several hours, but filling you know. it with oils and <laughs> grease and yeah. putty. And uh, Gareth Evans is uh, producing a remake of The Raid with Michael Bay for Netflix. You love The Raid. I do. And I think this is a mistake. They shouldn't remake this movie. They should make The Raid 3 because 2 ends with like a big cliffhanger. We've been waiting for this guy to make a another one. Now they're just like doing a remake with Michael Bay and huh. I don't know. I think- um, I'm a huge Bay head. So I'm in. He's not even directing it, though. He's just producing it. So that means nothing, yeah. I think the guy who did, like, one of those Texas Chainsaw remake sequels is doing it. One of the good ones, at least? Probably not. Probably the one with Jessica Biel, like, hey, everybody. I actually like that one. That one's... (laughs) It's all right. Is that Rob Zombie? No. He did the Halloweens. Right. I don't even know who did that then. David Gordon Green. (laughs) But yeah, if you've never seen The Raid or The Raid 2, and you like action movies, I can't recommend them enough. I think they're on Netflix. Where, why are those crickets being played? You fucking son of a bitch bastard. I dare you. Got him. Um, did you see, speaking of great news, that friend of the show Chet Hanks made an NFT? Oh, word? Which I still don't know what an NFT is, but he made one of the incident where he was speaking like a Jamaican at the Golden Globes is now for sale. I don't know how you NFT such an occurrence, but I trust in Chet to only get into worthwhile ventures such as this. He's also doing his Hanks fit thing. He's got a lot going on. He does. A lot of irons in the fire. What if Hank started going to Hank's fit? Be a fucking scandalous. I don't know if Hank's Hank would be into that with the racism and all. Yeah. Chet Hanks is too black, <laughs> too tangent, you know, black. I'm trying, I can't well. think of the word. The, the cultural appropriation thing would, wouldn't sit well with Hank. Wouldn't it? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> he'd like it because it's not good. A couple of, couple of we- real weird dudes. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen this or heard about this, but Jay, baby, baby, baby. Jay Leno has a new game show called You Bet Your Life with Jay Leno. They're billing it as uh, America's favorite new game show. And uh, his sidecar from The Tonight Show, Kevin Eubanks, is apparently joining him in some capacity on this game show. It's just so funny that shows like this can exist and like we're not even hearing about it. I legitimately saw this on an ad on the... like. Out in, out in the wild. And I was just like, what? Where is this? Is this like seven years old? No, it's new. This is current. Yeah. Man, it's so, me. It's me, Jay. That'll I'm be Jay our, working. That'll be our featured review tonight. We're going to invest. <laughs> break and uh, watch several episodes of that fucked you, up game you show. You see all my cards? Yeah. yeah. I don't need any of my stand-up money. I save it all. Hmm? My Jay Leno impression just sounds like a challenged man. Correct. Uh, did you see that Clay Aiken is running for Congress in North <laughs> Carolina? I somehow missed that. No? Do you think he has a good shot? I think he has a great shot, especially with hits like this behind him. Do you think the people in North Carolina know that uh, he's uh, homosexual? I think they do. I think that's well documented. You don't think they care? I think if they've heard of him, they probably know that about him. 
Do you remember like 05, 04, whenever this was like a quote unquote hit? Mm. And I had the CD and I would just like blast this song. This is like one of the most me songs of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm having a flashback to you like literally singing and dancing to this in front of a lot of people. And just kind of having the time of your life, frankly. I don't think they got it. (laughs) I'm having a flashback of like rolling around on the ground at a party with like my shirt unbuttoned down to the belly button screaming the lyrics of this song while like 10 drinks deep you like wrapping up the performance just sneering at everyone like i don't think you guys got this your kids are gonna love it though you my, like the back to the future thing <laughs> he gets it my physical comedy is often uh misunderstood and and for that you know that's mm. okay i guess but i mean i loved it as you know yeah you always got it yeah that's why, that's why we have the program and that we've been able to keep this moving. The work. Episode 152 tonight, folks. Yeah, I think Clay has a good chance. I know I'm going to vote for him. Perhaps I'll purchase Chet Hanks NFT mm. and then sell it to this like for good. a profit so that I can afford to help run, help accelerate Clay's campaign. This is good. This is how we make it all happen. This is the beginning. And I know you're fired up about this. Now streaming on Showtime, the long-anticipated Ray Donovan, the movie. Which, that title has been making me laugh so much. Just the fact that it's called (laughs) Ray Donovan, the movie. (laughs) What were the other, like, options they were considering? Ray Donovan, a film. Ray Donovan, the motion picture. In my opinion, they should have just called it Ray and had <laughs> Ray <laughs> Ray Donovan's character played by Jamie Foxx as Ray Charles. <laughs> I'm going to make a do what I do, baby. Like, I'm going to beat you up wearing a white shirt, baby. <laughs> Blood all over the place. I'm going to do my bean set crime drama stuff, baby. He's beating people up even though he's blind. <laughs> Driving yes. around in a Mercedes, looking cool. Sounds much more exciting than whatever. Collecting dough and like making problems go away as a blind guy. But yeah, the I can't believe you haven't watched this. I thought you would have woken up at like three in the morning and thrown this on. Yeah, I know. I'm saving it. I don't know who I'm going to... Lucy won't watch it with me probably. And I know you don't want to watch it. So that may be a solo mission. I, I, I am getting tattooed tomorrow. Mike Coleman uh, tattooed. Uh, sacrament tattoo in Medford. Oh, plug there. Jeez. So, but maybe tomorrow after the tattoo, I'll come home and watch the Ray Donovan film. Are you getting a Ray Donovan tattoo? I am, yeah. actually, to commemorate. <laughs> Not of Ray, though, of Bunchy. Oh, Bunchy. <laughs> a full back Bunchy tattoo. Like, hey. With hey, like I'm... a little Bridget Donovan in the corner. <laughs> I'm a fucked up sidecar. I wonder, is Void back for this movie? Was he still alive at the end of the series? I honestly don't remember <laughs> at all i mean ray Dunham, is that funny that i don't even remember it was an unforgettable series that uh the world they needed that closure so we'll probably have a review for that next week maybe i'll watch it even though i never watched the show just for bit's sake <clears throat> we both took a beverage break we did. Um, Denzel Washington, who we okay, will be okay, okay. watching in the new film, The Tragedy of Macbeth, on our break tonight. It's uh, streaming on Apple Plus and in theaters. He said his next film is The Equalizer 3. Antoine Fuqua is in talks to return as director. 
What do you think of this? Um, the sequelizer. <laughs> why don't they just reboot Training Day while they're at it? Yeah. Because... <laughs> I don't know. The I like the Equalizer movies, I guess. Like I would never They're very fine. They're they're movies on Earth and you can get through them and be like, that was decent. I think I watched both of them twice. Mm-hmm. And the second one they filmed uh in Marshfield around right. where we live, so it's got that going for it. That now. scene where he's like running around on the beach trying to catch that guy, he's like, I'm gonna get you, you sick asshole. Yeah, that scene's dope. And friend of the show Brian Budak worked on that in a visual CGI capacity. Oh. What up, kid? So, yeah, I'll watch a third one. The Equalizer 2 was the first sequel Denzel ever did. So he's really just going all in with this character. What do you think is going to go down for Macbeth? Like, you think it's going to be super boring? (laughs) I mean, I do like that runtime. It's like a lean hour 35. Yeah, that's nice. It's a Coen Brothers movie. It's all black and white and artsy. I got a good feeling about it. I'm dreading it. I'm worried. I was also by going with low expectations, though. I can be pleasantly surprised. Mm. I don't want to think like the Matrix, where I'm going to love it and then be so let down. Yeah, we'll just throw it on, see what happens. And I also thought it was funny that fucking the Equalizer TV show with Queen Latifah is still going on. It does very well, apparently. Like I looked at some numbers breakdown. It does high, high, high numbers somehow. That's fucked up. People like that. Do you think she's upset that she's like I'm the Equalizer now? Denzel's coming I, back for his crown. It's impossible for me to think of Queen Latifah and not recall the cover of her on People magazine from 2006 where it says, Queen Latifah, 200 pounds, and loving it. Oh. And it's just her like, ooh, girl, with like her arms stretched out. I mean, she's a dynamo. Hysterical. She's a real star. Big lady. You're a big fan of Barbershop. The, oh no, Beauty Shop. The Barbershop spinoff. I, Barbershop's a good movie. Beauty Shop I've never seen but I'm, I'm sure I'd love it. It exists. Speaking of stuff that shouldn't exist, can we just call some sort of a moratorium on Pete Davidson right now? Oh, what? What the fuck, dude? I saw a video of him on stage the other day doing a Pooh Shiesty part of a song with Jack Harlow, with Jack Harlow. Pooh Shiesty is a guy who just got weapons charges and is now in prison probably Kapoosh. for many years. So... I guess he just stood in for him on a song. Fuck yeah, dude. He's doing that. He's doing stand-up. He's on SNL. He's in movies. He's dated every good-looking woman in Hollywood. Now he's rapping. This is the human equivalent of the emperor has no clothes, the emperor's new clothes, whatever. Like People just are mystified by him. Like I've watched... I'm a real fucking hack of all trades, dude. I I don't get it. And I was the first guy to say that he wasn't so bad for a long time, but I'm out. He's bad. It's over. You're over it? You're done? I'm done. Are you putting Pete Davidson in the goddamn obits? That's that's where I was going with this. Pete Davidson is in the obits. Wow. That's fucked up. Yeah, I saw a story that like, they were like, should he host the Oscars? It's like, I'm like no. <laughs> Best picture goes to uh, <laughs> <laughs> that fucking Hulu original movie that I made that fucking. Oh, the King of Staten Island. Barely existed. I was thinking of that other, even less memorable one. I get those two mixed up. Yeah. Um. <laughs> What's that one called? Like Bad Way Boulevard? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. And turkey wise, it's like official that they're making Red Notice 2 and 3 for Netflix and they're filming them both at the same time. For people who don't remember, which is literally everyone on earth, 
Red Notice was a movie that The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot made. Came out about a month ago. People watched it and were dazzled by what a lifeless piece of content it was. Just kind of moved on with their lives. But they're going to make a second and third one. You want to know something horrifying I learned about Netflix yesterday? My sister-in-law, Ashley, was here to see the house and the pets and everything because she's been in business school at Wharton down in Philadelphia. and She's putting in the work down there, I bet. She is. And the hours? And the hours. Okay, good. She took a marketing class the other day where they got into film and Netflix. And apparently, Netflix has created a program. Get this. And they have people running this stuff. The program takes Netflix movies that people have watched the movies and they can tell how long people were engaged and when they shut it off or if they shut it off or how many times they watched it and run it through an algorithm and find averages of all the actors and actresses that got the most clicks and the most viewing time Mm. and got the least shuts and then put them together based on what genres and what did the best in terms of just that algorithm. Yeah, and you can tell that with movies like Red Notice, right? Yeah. It has all the trimmings of like a movie like it's like oh it's like National Treasure, they're all it's like a caper and people like these people but it's just no, it's bad. <laughs> it's quite literally what we've joked about that they're just like scientists in a lab cobbling together a thing that they think will trick us into thinking it's watchable yeah and it's not a real movie it's a science movie yeah like standing over a beaker like this just needs one more dash of kevin hart okay we got it that's a movie it's official it's fucking bad get the algorithm out of here and just like let people who can make good stuff make something which speaking of they said uh the Final Destination franchise is getting a... Which you love. Reboot, revival. I do. Those movies aren't all the best, but I think that premise is so good that I'm glad they're going to give it another go. Like, one of the best movie premises, especially for a horror movie, just like death is after people, and you can think of creative ways for, you know, people to, like, accidentally die. Those... Those first two movies, if you've never seen them, I recommend them. Some of those muchly. deaths really stay with you, like the one on the highway with the logs. I think that every time I see a, a log thing yeah. driving, it's... I can't be behind any trucks with anything on them now. Yeah. Because stuff does fly off. That's very realistic. It's a fucking all-timer. <sighs> but uh, we'll see how that shakes out. Hopefully that's a good reboot. Ridley Scott will produce Kristen Stewart's writing and directing debut, a film called A Chronology of Water. Mm. It's a very exciting title. <laughs> extreme. Anything with water in the title, I'm out, unless it's The Water Boy. A dabadoo. <laughs> a Chronology of Water. It's me and Kristen Stewart as a <laughs> just like fun duo. We're doing a two hand. Foosball. As, 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 as. And also, speaking of Netflix, I saw they're raising their monthly prices to uh, the premium plan is now going to be nineteen ninety nine a month. Jesus Christ! Standard plan fifteen ninety nine, basic plan nine ninety nine. I'm glad I'm still on a free Netflix. Ooh. I pay for all the other ones, but I think I'm still on my dad's Netflix. Oh, kid! I think I get Netflix and Showtime from my dad. I pay for HBO, Amazon, Hulu, Peacock, Paramount Plus, Shutter. <laughs> Um, Folks, we're, we're going to need like three minutes to finish this. <laughs> um, <coughs> Jesus Christ. 
I don't even want to imagine. I don't even want to keep going. There's like three no. more that I'm forgetting. Forget Disney Plus. Tubi. Yeah, I wish Tubi cost money. Tubi? I'd be, I'd be paying it if it did. Tubi or not to be? I've had moments where I'm literally searching for a new streaming service just to see if there's content I might have missed. After like a seven, eight hour TV binge, I'm like, I wonder if there's like another service. Mm. Like, oh, AMC Plus. Let's see what they've got. You're like, that's the answer. Yeah. That's going to fix everything once and for all. It's not a book or a social occasion or calling a loved one. No. It's another streaming service and to just dive through more content that doesn't matter that I've seen already. He's back. And I just have one more piece of news here. Uh, Timothy Oliphant will reprise his role that. as U.S. Marshal Raylan Givens for a Justified sequel series called Justified City Primeval. God damn it, that sounds like an intense title. I never got into Justified, but a lot of people swear by it as like one of the great... Uh, First season's awesome. Oh, you only saw that? I, I kind of fell off with that. That was in the DVR days. I remember mm. when I had like a little TV and I would just DVR things and watch them and it was easier. That's like how I lost my faith, or not my faith, but lost steam with Always Sunny after like two or three seasons because you're just, you're watching it. It's it's easy to fall out of love with something when it's on a 32 inch screen off of a DVR and you're fast forwarding through commercials. That's fair. It's easier when it's like you have all the episodes at your disposal, Netflix or whatever, and you can just rip right through. Yeah. But I remember loving it. Yeah, people swear by it. Maybe I'll get into it, get ready for this big sequel series. Those are hot right now. I think I prefer Timothy Oliphant, like silly Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Like him in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He is good in stuff. He's great at playing a, a sheriff, which he does in almost yes. everything. He's always got a cowboy hat these days. I watched like an hour of The Crazies the other day, and I forgot how much I loved that movie. That was a cool one. That's a solid like mid 2000s horror movie. And yeah, that Dexter's still going on, which I kind of gave up on, but people said it heats up a bit. I might finish that. It and, sounds uh, like fake news. <laughs> no Dex. But uh, that's all I got for news. You're a crumb creep. Maybe we take a break, watch uh, Eternals now on Disney Plus. <sighs> You're fired up about it. Also, Drake put hot sauce inside of a used condom to kill the sperm, and a woman shoved it into her body to try to get herself pregnant, and the hot sauce hurt the inside of her vagina, and now she is suing Drake. Wow. We'll be right back. <laughs> we'll be right back. Thought that was a different one. <laughs> guess the guess it's Halloween again, folks, because I'm feeling spooky <laughs> after finishing our featured review, the tragedy of Macbeth. Some very good spin you just put on that. <laughs> the fans will be wowed. That is old school improv for you, Scott. Folks, yes, and yeah, we just watched the tragedy of Macbeth, which is the new feature from Joel Cohen. His first foray is a solo Cohen brother. This movie is in theaters and on Apple Plus for free, uh, based on a Shakespeare work, mm. if memory serves. Yes. 
I got a little summary here for people who we'll aren't familiar with uh, the story of Macbeth. Uh, a Scottish lord becomes convinced by a trio of witches that he will become the next king of Scotland, and his ambitious wife supports him in his plans of seizing power. What an excellent film this was. Yeah, you adored it. I did. I was en enchanted, Yes, to say the least. I was also transfixed mm. and uh, enraptured. It was just, oh, God, it was excellent. <laughs> yeah. And um, I can't say enough about yeah, the, just the cinematography, the, the timing. <clears throat> yeah, and the Shakespeare talk. I didn't find it uh, confusing or hard to no. follow or pretentious in the slightest. Not even a little bit. Yeah, it was, I followed right along. Yeah, it's, it's really incredible how easy it is to follow uh, what basically amounts to a foreign language that is Shakespeare speak. It, um... Hey, guys. Stop. The cats are upset. The cats are wrestling. They actually were kind of bored during the movie. Not us, the cats. No, not us at all. Mm. We loved it. One sec, let me get them. Are we pausing? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I just, overall, I, I just, it was excellent. Mm, yes. At this moment, I'm going to step out of character because this movie was a slog. It was painfully boring, yeah. Yeah. I'm also, I'm going to preface my review with the fact that I'm a stupid idiot mm. and that my entire, like if you look around the room at the posters, mm. they're very on the nose films. I'm not a complex guy. Yeah. But yeah, this Shakespeare dialogue, I don't know how anyone could get into such a thing and like absorb it and follow it. Right. And know exactly what was happening. Yeah. It's like, it's a different language. Every line needs to be like decoded. I, I, I was trying my best to follow this movie and it was just a chore. I fully don't get the appeal of Shakespeare. I don't no. get it. Yeah, like, he needs to... I feel like people think, like, oh, his dialogue's so perfect, we can't even, like, change it at all. Like, it would be a crime to change his dialogue, but it needs to, like, be modernized. It's... You can't follow it. It's like listening to, like, Yoda pontificate. Every sentence is, like, backwards and just has nonsense words in it. Kid, I wish it was Baby Yoda, Mandalorian <laughs> Season 3. <laughs> yeah, like, if Baby Yoda was in The Tragedy of Macbeth, I thought... It would, probably would have been dope. Jojo yeah. just taking a nice shit right in the middle of the show. I mean, Jojo letting us know that she's going to be a presence down here in the zone. Hey, stop burying it. Where did you bury it? <laughs> but yeah, like, I'm also a dullard who I thought I could... I was hoping I'd like this movie and we could have a nice classy, like... You know, we're that's we a fun fantasy to have about <laughs> this podcast that someday we're gonna wake up and have smart guy IQs and just be firing on all cylinders, enjoying the classics. Yeah. But yeah, I think this movie would have been better if like Vin Diesel played Macbeth and the three evil sisters who make a potion for him were played by like the Haim sisters. Then we got a movie here. I, Jojo, that stinks. It reeks, yeah, I gotta get it. <laughs> For the show here with cat-related incidents. Um, so yeah, we... 
You really loved it. It was funny. I did. 35 minutes into the movie, you turned to me and said, is Denzel Macbeth? <laughs> Just to let the fans know how dialed into this movie we were. You know what it is? My whole life I've wanted to be a smart guy and like get things and like do well in school. You do good in school. And be able to like excel at stuff. And I've always struggled. And like mm. people told me I was really smart when I was younger and I never believed them even a little bit. Mm. And then I went to a private school in like fifth grade and I was in way over my head. And then I got back to public school in 10th grade and I was like, what's well, public school? Like it's gotta be easier than private school. And it just wasn't. Mm. I remember I was in like level zero classes to start, which are the higher level ones for those of you that have a different system in your school. Kid. And I did really, really badly. Mm. And I and then I did badly all through college. And then I attempted graduate school and was rejected. And then I realized school is something that I hate. Mm. And it's something I don't want to do. One of my clients was telling me I should get an, an MBA the other day because it would be helpful in my business. And I didn't have the heart to tell her that I'm the stupidest. <laughs> and I felt like sitting her down and saying, I don't care that I have three years of running my own business three plus really three almost four years running my own business sick i'm an idiot and think, i'm not going to be able to do that i think you're wrong i think we're so smart that we go beyond all that and realize that shakespeare is stupid i'm spinning this all around okay i like that better than having to think about me being stupid yeah because this is just i don't know what it takes to like understand and appreciate something like this like i got the broad strokes of it mm. i mean i didn't it has some uh it had some cool scenes and all the actors were good you're a cantaloupe although i thought denzel seemed like miscast should have been vin as i said but i have trouble um not here when i hear when i see denzel i have trouble not hearing other roles mm. When he's just like, you better bring that knife to me. Yeah. Like, it's just like I could hear like King Kong scene yeah. from Training Day popping out on the screen. We're trying to watch Macbeth. All I see is the equalizer up there. <laughs> yeah. It's just all Roman that's going J. On. Israel just <laughs> eking into the film. Okay. Okay. Ah, uh, I don't know. I just, I'm yeah, always like, going to be a dumb guy. That's, I'm coming clean here on enough. Yeah. And like something like this where everyone else loves it and it seems classy and right. homemade. I feel like I'm wrong. It's just right. like, oh, I didn't get this. It must be beyond me. I fucking hate when that happens. Yeah. I'm it's done with doing that. I'm just going to say the movie was dumb and impossible to follow unless you're like a Shakespeare fucking scholar. Well, you I, know what it is? It's it's so easy to be to feel left out in the film community in the sense that like we're so dialed in with letterboxed and like film. Mm tweets and podcasts and instagram and like people will, will read comments and like our group of friends a lot of people love film and mm. people are going to watch people we know and talk to are going to watch this and love it and then it's like you feel even dumber than you already felt shutting it off after not getting it yeah. to the point where like i tried it i've had a few movies that i've watched and been like I hated that. It was awful. And then I just lie to people and be like, it looked really good. Like the cinematography was great. And I just want to like not have the conversation. Yeah, which it did in this. This might be a nice movie to watch like on mute and just like glance at every now and then. Like it's a screensaver. Big rod tugging it the whole time. <sighs> I mean, sure. 
if you're feeling it. We're back in the boner corner, folks. <laughs> so We're how back. many boners have you had today? I think just the one. Mm. So far. Just one. The night is young. During this movie? Uh-huh, yeah. That's, I saved it for that. I will say that Huge Slog bored through almost the entirety. It did have two fun sword fights at the end that made me kind of like perk up a bit. Like, oh, at least here we go. Here's something. A little bit of excitement. But yeah, I'm going to... Scotty's final say on Macbeth. I'm going to say it's not my kind of movie. So I can sound classy still. What do you think? That's a good way of, of putting it. It's I'm not gonna, for me. I'm going to say that I'd rather watch Gone in 60 Seconds in Spanish than attempt to watch this again. Huh? Because I'm a dullard. Vominos. I have bad taste and I'm stupid. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Yes. <laughs> I wish we had an actual like platform for this. Yeah. And it's like Ebert and Roper said this, and like it was a masterpiece, the work. And then it's me like, I'm stupid and this makes no sense. Didn't get it. The people would love it. Put it in the Boston Herald for all the class acts out there on the job site. Please. Yeah, maybe the other Coen brothers, the one with the stuff. Because this is the first one he made solo, and I don't know. What's his name? Michael Ionessa Cohen? Yes, that Mm. is his name. Okay. But something a little more positive. I went over to the Motion Picture House last night to see the new Scream movie, folks. Which is just called Scream. Should have been called Scream 5 or Stab, but what can you do? <laughs> fans of the show might remember, big fan of the Scream series. Yeah, you're you're what's called a Scream head. Yeah, legitimately love the first three. Fourth one was kind of a turkey. I think we saw the third one in the theater together way back when. I think that was one of the first movies we saw together, bud. In Randolph, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I think your dad brought us there. I can't see him sitting through a Scream movie. He must have just dropped this off. Oh, kid, this series is jumping the shark. (laughs) Did uh, Wes Craven have a hand in this newest one? He did not, unfortunately, because he passed away. This was the first Wes Cravenless entry in this franchise. I was going to say, I've been craving some Wes Craven. (laughs) It's a shame that he kicked the bucket. uh, That was in jest. I was aware that he was dead. I was doing that thing that I do. Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the fans know too. But see, I was was, when I saw you at Scream, I was pissed because I was going to call an audible today and say we go see Scream at 4.45 instead of Macbeth. I know. I just like needed to get it in. I was was like, fuck. And I was worried that this wouldn't be good, you know, without the Wes Craven stuff. This one was uh, directed by a duo director team who did that movie Ready or Not that we enjoyed. Was it the wickedly talented Adele Dazim? No, it wasn't. But this, uh, I loved this. Mm. I thought it was great. Couldn't believe how much I enjoyed the new Scream movie. It's a fun movie to see with a crowd, hearing like their gasps yeah. and and such. I hadn't seen a movie like this in the theater in a while. Also, a lot of laughs in this movie, like more than anything else. This movie was like very funny and well-written. Who, who came back? David Arquette, Courtney yes. Cox, Nev Campbell. Yep. Um, they're the big returns and there's like a whole new cast of uh high school rascals shia labeouf Ryder strong <laughs> yeah um, all, all the grades kevin Connolly. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie had like a a great tone. Like 20 minutes in, I was just like, this, tone? this is exactly what I wanted a new Scream movie to be. Mm. Like enough time's gone by since the last one where they have new horror stuff to make sure. fun of. Like they make fun of the A24 quote unquote elevated horror movies in this. Like there's a fun scene where a girl's explaining A24 movies to Ghostface on the phone. And he's just like, hmm, sounds kind of boring. Like the cool <laughs> scream voice. And just had a bunch of shit like that where I was like, fuck, they're, they're nailing this. And who wrote it again? Sorry. I think the guy who wrote the original had something to do cool. with it. And then some new guys rewrote it. David Arquette was probably psyched. Yeah, he and needs just like I can't even open another nightclub or like <laughs> fake sobriety for another year. Like I need something else. I can't do another WWE pop by and like fake wrestle uh, the Miz. No, but he was legit great in it. He's a good actor. I like him. Yeah, I didn't used to love when he would come on Howard Stern and be all over the place, but mm. you know, Nev Campbell crushes it. Courtney Cox Arquette was really good. And yeah, this uh, great twist in this movie. These movies, people are familiar. It's, you know, they like deconstruct horror movies while mm. being a horror movie. It's a fun mystery, like a whodunit. Who's the killer slash killers? The twists are great. I loved it. Couldn't yeah. believe how much I was like, I was, I had a bad feeling about it. They crushed it. You're not <laughs> even going to believe it. And it's funny, like, I don't like gore anymore. I feel like I used to tolerate gore and horror movies a lot better. In this movie, when I see when people are getting killed, I feel like sick. Is it too scary? That's the real question. It can be. Mm. That's a very real concern with me watching horror movies. This one, not crazy scary. It's got some good tension, though. And as I've said in the past, I'm tired of like meta stuff. Where right. they're like, instead of thinking something new, we'll just like deconstruct this, you know, endlessly. But this movie, they they were good with the meta stuff. Like they nailed the tone of it. It was fun. It wasn't annoying and on the. It wasn't Ryan Reynolds. It was clever. Yeah, it was smart. Like especially in the third act when they have this big twist, I was like jealous of how <laughs> clever it was. I was like, fuck. Like how could? It was just really good. I'm not going to spoil it, but if you like these movies, if you're a fan of the series, I think this will really work for you. I remember when did the first Scream come out? Like 1996. I remember being terrified. I remember that was one of the first horror movies I ever watched. Yeah. I was watching it well before I was supposed to. Right. And, uh, yeah. I remember getting the green light to order this on pay per view. And I was watching it in my, before we even changed the house up in the Norwell house, I was watching it in my, by myself when the babysitter was up, upstairs or something. Cool guy stuff. And I was so fucking scared because yeah. it was a room with like big glass doors behind me and like windows all around me. And I was the whole concept of Scream is like this man breaking into your house and killing you. Word. And I was thinking like at any minute that was something like, I don't know. I miss those yeah. days where you could actually evoke that kind of feeling from me. Yeah. I'm like completely dead inside now. <laughs> and it's in order for me to feel anything but frustration and boredom during a movie, it has to just be like perfect. Mm. Like Red Rocket was just like a perfect movie. And that... That made me like movies again. The movies. For a minute. And I just wrecked it with Macbeth. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, you need a a really good one every now and then. Yeah. 
Yeah, this like reinvigorated me. Like Love going that. to the movies. It was a great one. It Jeff really, Korn. Really hit the spot. I didn't, but I did sneak in a little candy and enjoyed it at my leisure oh throughout boy, the picture. Oh boy, I got this candy. <laughs> they were delicious. It was those new Skittles gummies. Really recommend them for the fans. And yeah, that uh, that is Scream. The new Scream. Just mm. came out today. I saw it at like the cool guy opening night. Fuck Love game. that. How do you do? And we both checked out a new series on HBO Max called Peacemaker. I was expecting to dislike this and be able to do the what do you like about it. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a lot of fun. I only yeah. watched the first one. I know you watched all three, but I thought mm-hmm. it was it was borderline great. Yeah, this is the new show from James Gunn, who did The Suicide Squad. Oh, that's why I liked it. He's so good. And this is a spinoff about John Cena's character, Peacemaker. And yeah, James Gunn, he does the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and all that. He wrote and directed every episode of the show. So it's really got that, you know, it's got some stuff going on. I'm a big fan of his work. He's really good at this superhero stuff. The John Cena on this show. He's, he's, He's Great. a fucking star. And I wouldn't say that he doesn't get enough credit because I think he does, and I think he gets a lot of work. But I think that one of my favorite movies of the year was one of his was Vacation Friends. I think he's mm. I think he's funny. I think he has good range. I think he's just seems like a good hang and a good guy. Yeah. I enjoy most of the things that I've seen him in pretty much. He, he was great in Daddy's Home too, which I'll bring up over and over again. Yeah. He can do it all because his character and this is kind of like a joke and it's very like cheesy. Yeah. He has like a silly helmet and most of it's jokey. But it does have moments where they try to, you know, give him some some workishness. And he's like crying and stuff. And I was like, this works. This is all working. Yeah, he can do Cena it. is a fucking pro. He makes The Rock look like such a dipshit. He's 4,000 times better than The Rock. Yeah, it drives me nuts that... The Rock is as much more. I mean, not that Cena is so far behind him, but he's so far behind him. Yeah. In terms of just box office success and just notoriety. Yeah, it's. Uh, Which is amazing that he's been able to do all of that without anybody being able to see him. <laughs> like you watch this whole show and there's just an empty <laughs> screen and he's still stealing it. Stealing Who is it. the star of this program? Is this a fucking joke? But yeah, the he has a fun like eagle sidecar. James Gunn. Eagly? Yeah, Eagly. Eagly's a scene stealer. That's a big James Gunn thing. He loves to have an animal character who's in the mix, like uh, being a rascal, like the fucking raccoon in Guardians of the Galaxy. Suicide Squad had that shark character. And Eagly's now in the mix. I'm in on all of them. This show has a great soundtrack of like 80s cheeseball metal type music. And it includes the intro to the show is like John Cena doing a choreographed dance while holding his like absurdly big gun. <laughs> the show's just got like a fun, wacky kind of thing going on. That, they surprised me with the sex scene in yeah. that first episode. I was not expecting that. Yeah, that was a good bit. I forgot about that. I love the show. Yeah. Great cast. It's got that guy from Freddy vs. Jason who we like, the Lachlan Monroe king of the sidecars the hospital of the graveyard exactly i feel like i follow him on instagram and it's as if i'm following one of my friends 
Hey, bud. Based on yeah, it's like, oh, his <laughs> realistic access- level of accessibility. I'm getting like 12 likes on a post. <laughs> like, hey, dude. And yeah, Robert Patrick plays uh, Peacemaker's dad. It was good to see him. Hadn't seen him in anything in a while. The T-1000 from Terminator 2, mm. who aren't familiar. Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yeah, I'm in for this show. There's uh, The first three episodes are on HBO Max right now. I think there's going to be 10 total, one coming out every Thursday. James Gunn wrote and directed all 10. So I'm on board for this. Sounds like we'll be able to review that on Letterboxd. Ooh, you know what? You're exactly right. Love that for us. <laughs> Um, can I take a second to talk about Euphoria season two Please. and how much I loved that? I did enjoy that premiere also. It was fucking great. I the mean, amount of tension they created was like that of the entire first season combined. Yeah, they did have some fun uh, sequences. Sydney Sweeney hiding in the tubby. What an what a train wreck character she is, and both Jacoby e. Lordy's character Nate. Just a wow. Yeah, he's a very like hateable oh, yeah. sidecar Even character. he came and I think was interviewed by like the Cut magazine and was saying like how much of an asshole Nate is. So it's like even he is on board with hating his own character. Yeah. Sydney Sweeney's jugs deserve an Emmy. I was going to say. Uh, Maybe two. One for each. <laughs> I... The I won't give it away. I won't do spoilers. But the it's very exciting. Great ending to the first app. I want. I can't wait to see what happens next. And we got Ozark coming back this week too. That's big. And Righteous Gemstones is back. The first they put up the first two on HBO Max, and I enjoyed them thoroughly as well. I saw them. I enjoyed them also. Somebody was saying they um, they cut a lot of Walton Goggins. Like he's not going to be in it as much this uh-huh. year as the Baby Billy character, and I'm hoping that's not correct. Yeah, because that's... he's like the heart and soul of the show, in my opinion. Motherfucking scene stealer. He's hysterical. I wonder if he'll return for that big justified sequel series. He must, yeah. He was on that. He was, yeah. But yeah, that I never I don't think I finished Euphoria season one, but I just threw on the premiere because I think you said you were watching and I was like, Yeah, let's see what's going on with this show. I'm gonna keep watching it. Yeah, we actually Lucy and I forgot what happened in the i don't think lucy had finished it and i forgot what happened so i did like a quick recap of like four episodes of the first season yeah and it is a very well done show as we've discussed like i think it's over sexualized and i don't recall anyone's life being that action packed yeah. at 14 or whatever however old they're supposed yeah. to be every high school is like a bisexual drug addict with like nine layers of drama right in every way they could have living in some 7,500 square foot house and their parents are just never ever home and they can have a party with 300 people on a Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a very silly show, but right. it's watchable. And I like how like cinematic it is. Yeah. It has a, a cool like movie type look. Which is that A24 touch yeah. that we like so much. From uh, visionary director Sam Levinson, who brought us Malcolm and Marie earlier this year. Marie! <laughs> okay, okay. Can we, uh, <laughs> got anything else or can we watch The Departed? That seems like enough. I'm going to just switch Wedding Crashers over to The Departed because of that little snafu there. You know what? That sounds good. Um, I could could use some Departed. No why as ever. I could get my timer out. And also, I'm halfway through uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's directorial debut on Netflix, The Good Daughter. It's pretty good. What do you like about it? (laughs) It's like a weird 
drama about this old lady who's on vacation who starts to like follow around this happy family that she's very jealous of. I'm in. It's good. Yeah. It's on Netflix? Yeah. All right. Olivia Coleman, Dakota Johnson. Babe. Okay, this isn't the departed. Sure. Vince Vaughn carrying the old lady down the hallway and the, bu- the butler sees. Ba, ba, ba. But yeah, we'll, we'll finish The Good Daughter. We'll talk about that next week if you want to check it out, fans. How much jam you got, man. That always makes me laugh. This guy's mustache is weird, too. It's got that big part in the middle. Weird, too? That makes it sound like my mustache is weird. Oh, no. All my fears are coming true. No, no, no. I wasn't. I, I already said I yours was great. Okay, okay. We're back. Calm down. <laughs> I'm having a panic attack. <sighs> da, da, da. I wonder if they're making that sequel hey. with a script hey, from Doughboys, like veterans that. Evan Susser and yeah, Van Robichaux. Uh, <clears throat> wow. Sorry, I'm late. It's... You okay? Wow. No, no, I'm fine. I just, just got held up. Rachel McAdams, looking good, dear. Strange. <laughs> a little strange. No, I love it. Your family are totally nuts. And I love it. I love it. You do? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, they're mixing it up. Yeah. I gave us an extra 10 seconds because the last week when uh, we missed it. So I'm going to go ahead and give us an extra 10 seconds for the next nine weeks to make up for, would that be nine times 10? Monty, do the math on us uh, for you? how long it'll take me to get 90 seconds Would you? in 10-second increments. Yes. Um, what are your plugs, bud? I know you got some. I mean, why don't you go ahead and follow Podcast Enough Ooh. on Twitter.com and then go over to Instagram.com and follow Enough the Podcast. And I'm on both of those websites under the at Skip Seasoned. Mm. If you would like to follow me personally, you could also do that. And let the fans know once again how many boners you've had today. Just one Just so one. far. Okay. And yeah, also listen to the South Shore Boys. We had a new episode this week that the fans are saying might be the funniest one yet. So why don't you check that out and I don't know, maybe have a goo? Yeah, you gotta have a goo. You're so inclined. I think that's enough. What are you plugging this week? Um, Ankner on Instagram, A N K N E R, and Ankfit, Ank underscore fit, Ankfit.com. And um, that's about it. So, Word. everyone have a lovely January. Ooh. January 13th, I think today is, or the 14th. Could you? And uh, Ooh, make it Friday sure that, the 13th? Oh, no, it's the, it's the 14th. Make sure you watch The Tragedy of Macbeth and uh, do it before bed. It's like taking a melatonin. <laughs> yeah, I think that actually would hit the spot if you're having trouble sleeping. All right. That's enough. That's enough. Have a goo. Bye.